I've successfully pished all the buttons I need to in order to start a real show. So here we go. Well, we'll see. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome, everybody, to episode 165 of the Freelancer Codex podcast. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Mike, over there, representing Angel's over there with his red cap, because you know what? Sometimes you just got to represent baseball, America's pastime. And if it wasn't America's pastime, if you were to replace America's pastime with another sport, what would it be? Would it be football? It would have to be football, right? It's not like you could go tennis. You couldn't go soccer. No. Soccer's, soccer's growing in momentum, I'm gaining momentum, which, which I really like. Um, but unfortunately, it's it's baseball. I don't think the other sports have... They haven't accumulated. So, so baseball no, is international. To, if right? you were to they replace play baseball, baseball all, I all say. over the world, um, soccer is international. I don't know if it's America's pastime though. It's building in it. Football is a American football is a very American sport. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I guess by the def- well, but but still, I still don't think it has the kind of. It doesn't garner. I I believe the same viewership and ticket sales and. And I think I think if you were to go around on any given weekend and like write down the baseball game, like take a number of all the baseball games going on versus all the football games going on, I think there would be a very drastic um, comparison there. What do you um, What do you mean? Because like baseball plays way more games than the NFL. Well, and I think I think more people who are not professionals play baseball more than they play football. Right. So I think there are more youth baseball games going on. I think there are more weekend warrior baseball games going on, uh, baseball slash softball. Um, and so that's why that's what I think helped makes it more the American pastime versus. Well, I wasn't arguing that. Just, I was saying if you had to replace it. No, I wouldn't. Cho- well, I'm, and I'm saying I wouldn't choose football for the reasons that I laid out. So I don't know what I would choose. So first, we would like to thank our patrons. Um, We would like to thank Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H., The Gameplay Experience, RZ, and Phaedron. Thank you so much for your continued support of this tangent that we just went on at the beginning of the show. Mike, what's up, man? What have you been up to this week before we dive into all these topics that we're going to talk about? I don't think how I, I like how you cut me off every week. Just saying. It, it's almost like it's a bit. It's almost like it's a bit. Um, I have been doing not a whole lot of anything. Let me think back to what I've been doing this week. Uh, soccer has started up for our, started up for our kiddos, so we've been going to that, playing with playing with playing with them in that endeavor. We had our spring break. Our weather is starting to change. It was warm for a day or two, and then we got snow this morning. Um, kind of an interesting, it's kind of one of those not really know what's going on. Everything's kind of up in the air. I've been playing more mist. Oh, I've how far have you gotten in mist? Tell me about mist. Are you progressing in mist? Yeah. No, not very. I don't know how much fun I'm having with it. Um, I don't know how much fun I'm having with it. Is it because of the puzzles? Um, are the puzzles too difficult or what's going on? Where are you stuck? The puzzles, the puzzles aren't too difficult. It's a weird mechanic. So like, so like you're wearing a, a headset and there are things that you have to write down what? and keep track of. Oh, and there yep. aren't, and there aren't, there isn't like an in-game notebook, which would be 
a great addition. That would be cool. Um, and so in order to write stuff down, you'd have to take off the headset, write it down, put the headset back on. And when you take the headset off, it goes to sleep. So when you put it back on, right? So there's just, it's kind of a process unless, unless I just get really good at writing with the headset on and then going back and deciphering the notes later. But anyway, so it's kind of, it's kind of muddled a little bit. I think it definitely could use some quality of life improvements. That's a pretty big flaw uh, for a game like that. If you are yeah, forced to take off the device that you're using to play a game in order to write down some notes, unless they're banking on you just being like, hey, you should remember this game that's 30 years old. What's wrong with you? Why don't you have these puzzles memorized? Like, do you well, think and see, that and, I, and I never it? played it when it was right. 30 years old. So I don't have the puzzles memorized. So I have to, I have to, like I, I think I said at the beginning, I had to actually go look at a guide to just get me quick started, right? Give me that jumping off point to say, you know, these are the first couple steps or else I would have been walking around the island because the first thing that you do is you find a letter that's on a rock, right? Yep. I don't know if that's how it was in the game, mm -hmm. but you find a letter that's supposed to kickstart everything. I would never have found that. <laughs> you didn't even I find the letter. <laughs> that you were supposed to. Yeah, because it's, it's not front and center. It's not conspicuous. It's... Like I, because I didn't know to look for that, and I would, yeah. st I would still, I would still be walking around the island, trying out puzzles and messing them up. And, um, and you're probably just looking and at. I never would have found the letter. And you're probably just looking at the environment because it's a 3D yeah. environment. So you're like, you're not paying attention to the. Oh, if this player moves left and does not look at the letter, like what would happen? But they're just yeah. like. Everyone played Miss. There, no one is going to have any no. problems finding this letter. So that's interesting. And I and I had many many problems um, playing that playing finding that letter. So so I did that. I had to use a guide to get me kick started, which was fine because um, I hadn't played it before. But I did get kind of stopped. I've been playing Beat Saber. New update came out for Beat Saber. Another um, another soundtrack. original soundtrack mm -hmm. version. Uh, soundtrack number four is out. It only came out with four songs, though. The first soundtracks had like between between ten and twelve songs, I think. Yeah, it is. So I kind of like let, it, it is interesting that they're like their soundtrack packs. There are not many songs. Like when you when you would buy like nope. a rock band soundtrack or um, Guitar Hero, like I felt like you would get a lot of songs for the value. But even if you yeah. buy like the um, Lincoln Park or the Imagine Dragons song soundtrack, there's only like five or six songs of those. Like uh, the Imagine Dragons was a complete album. It had twelve. Did it really? Maybe I just didn't. It did. Hmm, maybe I missed that. Imagine Dragons had twelve. The Lincoln Park, the Lincoln Park. I didn't buy that whole album. I bought selected songs because some of their songs I'm not familiar with. Yeah. Many of them that I I am. I bought I think six of theirs. I think I think that's how many there were on that one. And then some of the other bands, I think, come with other songs, but yeah. um, it's, it's just kind of nice ones that I've purchased yet. It's just kind of nice to be able to mod it and download like user created songs and stuff. I know that yeah. like I shouldn't say that out loud, but man, it's nice just to have more content there instead of playing the like the original stuff is fine. But right. like there's no there's no lyrics to most of it. Well, some of it has lyrics, but. It's just nice to have songs yeah. that you know from your from that are new or from your past or from your childhood, and I actually think it's super cool that that other that there are content creators for that. Yeah. I think that's a great. Um, I think that's a great addition to games. I know that it's not really an addition to uh, Beat Saber. You kind of have to 
jailbreak or mod or whatever it is that you call it to get that to get those on um i wish that that would be part i wish that would be more supported more, more what am i trying to say part of more games going back to anthem because because we did used to be the longest running anthem podcast um i would live i would have loved it if anthem had um like user created wraps and decals yeah because because when you play forza and you get that stuff for all the cars that you get like that stuff is is so much more cool than some of the uh stuff that we get from developers um yeah and, because and it's just the chances are it's that there's more thing, yeah. there's more people thrown at it that are interested in exactly. it exactly and then they take you know they just have more time like devs don't have a lot of time to make a million raps but when you have a million exactly. players there's a lot of people there and you know what if they like allowed mod support for anthem especially right now because it's just going to be live as it is right now it's like why not like put why it not? out there just open it up let, let me, them mod it let me download these yeah i mean yeah, there, there's because they're super cool, and and I think I think mostly it's it's that there are people out there who are way more creative than I am. Yeah. Um, and and again, uh, coming back to like this this last year that we've had, and I'm sure her independent content creation was on the rise anyway because of apps that were coming out. But it seems like now that everybody you talk to has a channel on some platform and has a following and is doing something and is becoming um, social media famous or whatever, you know? So, like, it, it's, it's interesting to me that it hasn't bled into the video game world as far as, as much as it, as much as it can be, right? Because developers make games, and there's nothing, stopping, there's nothing stopping you and I from going out and, and developing and creating and playing with a game, right? Except for um, talent. Except for talent, right? Except for talent, but but what I'm saying is is that is that if if developers put that ability in there, like like what better way to find talent, like talent that you may not have access to, because of whatever reason, to to find someone who's like the next upcoming developer who's yeah. going to be great for your studio, right? Like yeah, like I it mean, just it it seems like it would make sense to me. I'm sure there's some backroom stuff that that can't happen because of that. And I mean, the big example is the big example is um, like world of Warcraft or not world of Warcraft, Warcraft three had their custom game modes and the mm -hmm. MOBA genre was built from Warcraft three's game engine. So blizzard, like put out Warcraft three, put out the ability to make maps and people went and they built um, Dota and then league spawned after that. Yeah. I remember playing Defense of the Ancients. It might have been either or. Maybe I have my history mixed up. But like, and like Blizzard didn't capitalize off of that. And people went on to make MOBA, the MOBA genre that completely blew up and totally overshadowed, you know, the RTS genre. And Blizzard wasn't able to capitalize on that because for whatever reason, they just were doing a bunch of other things. World of Warcraft was coming out. So they had a, all the focus there. So it's, it is interesting because then who owns what? You built this in my backyard. So do I own it? Do you own exactly. it? And that's all that stuff where, you know, eventually and, you get all and those how dollars. Much, and how many Benjamins do you get because of it? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. That, that's sad that that's kind of what it all comes down to. Um, it, it but other does. than that, that's about it. You know, in my professional life, we're, we're getting ready to accept more kiddos into school starting next week. So that's going to be, um, an interesting challenge that's going to happen. We're super excited to be able to do that, have some kids come back who are, who are virtual. Um, but our state is progressing 
um, according to our governor, coming going through the uh, the gating criteria that that she has set out. Um, and so we're going to get more kids back. We're going to get closer to that normal that we remember uh, 367 days ago because that's how long we've been in this thing. So, um, but that's about it. That's all. That's really all that's going on here. What have you been up to? I will tell you what I've been up to because I finally went out and bought a switch. Don't tell my kids. I have not. Oh, no way. Yeah, I haven't told my kids yet, so they don't know that I have a switch. So I have to make sure. How long have you had it? I yesterday. That was weird that you said that like that. So I got it. Well, I remember that my kiddos are still up. Oh, yeah. And they should go to bed. Some kids are going to get beat, I think. I don't know. I don't know if you beat your kids. I'll beat your kids for you. I, so, I don't I, beat my so, kids. So, I finally, so I finally got one. And I mainly because sometimes you're just like, I need to buy something because I'm pretty good. Rusted says hi all the way from Japan, land of the rising sun. Rusted, what's going on? What's man? up, Rusted? How are you? So I finally bought all one right. because after the whole Nintendo thing, they showed off a game called Project Triangle Strategy. This is the project name. It's a really dumb project name. Usually project names. Um, so the project name for Anthem was, I don't know if we're allowed to say that. Probably not. Okay. So Anthem so had a project not. name. Video games always have project names. They call them weird things whenever they're being developed in the studio. Apparently Nintendo or Square likes to go with really complicated names that are probably... Well, considering this is Square, it is very possible that Project Triangle Strategy is a more coherent name than what it'll eventually come out as. So Project Triangle Strategy is a very cool looking game. It looks kind of like it has that Octopath Traveler um, 2D sprite, 3D environment art style. Um, Russet said, thanks, busy, but that's always a good thing. No need to interrupt flow of discussion. We are we are so into the flow. We are flow compatible, Rusted. Like Mike and I are so flow compatible. We don't even... We don't even feel the flow. We just react. I mean, we're so into the flow that we're just... We are the flow. (laughs) Um, So I I really wanted to pick this game up because it reminded me a lot of Final Fantasy Tactics, a game that I really enjoyed back on the PlayStation, and then um, Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, another tactics game I really enjoyed on the Game Boy Advance. So I was like, this is really interesting. They're offering a demo. So I was like, hey, I really just want to buy something because, you know, sometimes you get that like, hey, I just need to buy something. Like I haven't bought something in a really long time because all of last year I just kind of watched my wallet and I was like, I'm going to buy something. So I bought a switch. Um, Really what you mean is, is your CFO had put a hold on your expense account. I would like to show the triplicate forms I had to (laughs) fill out in order to purchase said device. They have been notarized. Your CFO knows? Of course. Like I'm still alive. I'm like sitting here right now for because she knows. That's 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 why that's why that's what what would lead me to believe that your CFO doesn't know. Fair enough. There are blankets and a pillow on the couch that I might just go sleep on right after this show. I might be doing that. But so Project Triangle Strategy. It's a really cool game. There's a demo available on the eShop, so I picked that up. Um, the demo's kind of weird. It's like, hey, we're going to throw you into the middle of the game, which is really weird. I don't understand why for a demo you'd want to do this. It's a strategy game. There's a lot of systems in place that it kind of throws you into. I, there is a ton of dialogue. I think it was probably 15 minutes before I pushed like on the control stick to move a character I was in control of. Everything wow. is voice acted. Um, not, not everything. There's probably 99% of the dialogue is voice acted. 
it's one of those convoluted stories where he likes her, she killed him, his dad is over here, so they're going to die, they want this and they want that, there's crystals and gods involved. Um, but it's really interesting so far, and I'm really enjoying it. So I'm going to put more time into the demo. The game doesn't come did out till get, next year. Did you get light or light. or full version? No. like Oh, I, you got light. Yeah, I'm not interested in the full version of hooking it up to the TV. I do not like the Joy-Cons. Um, there are a lot of reports of um, Joy-Con drift and the cost of Joy-Cons. And again, it's just I am interested in it from a handheld perspective. Like nice. like hooking it up to the TV. It's like it's not, you know, a graphics. Can it hook up to can this one hook up to the TV? No, the light you're cannot. saying you're yeah. saying this one doesn't. This one doesn't. And you know, and now there's news about a refresh that's gonna be coming out later this year for the Switch. People are saying that it's gonna um have DLSS, that's the deep learning super sampling, which will up res resolution. So if it has like a seven twenty resolution, it'll make it look better than that. Um, possibly 4K on the TV, OLED screen. So there's a lot of speculation out there right now, nothing confirmed. Um, and I was like, well, I could wait for that. It'll come out later this year. However, with the way things are going, um, unable to find an Xbox Series X or a Series S, mm -hmm. unable to find a PlayStation 5, like even if it does come out, like those things are going to be picked up by scalpers and bots and they're going to be resold at extravagant prices. So it's like, I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to have fun with it. And you know what? If I buy another one in the future, I've got three kids that would probably enjoy having a Switch. So that's what I please have been tell doing. Me that you got the, uh, please tell me that you got the coral one. You know, I did not. I just got the slate gray, whatever colors they are. I wish Nintendo would put out more colors. There are a lot of like aftermarket um, shells you can get for them if you wanted to go that route. So... Yeah. So piggybacking, not piggybacking, but just tagging on to the conversation we had before, it seems it'd be cool if they had like a, uh, you know how Xbox has designs, um, a design center for their controllers? Yes, it would be cool. Like you, could, you could you could totally put a switch through a design center. I wish PlayStation would do that, especially with the form factor that they have on their PlayStation 5, which I don't think is great. But it has a lot of potential with those big wings that they have to custom yeah. customize your console, especially because the things just pop off. Like you pop it off, you send it in, or you just go get it like plastic dipped or hydro dipped or whatever kind of dip you want to do to your PlayStation Five, and you just go, you just go dipping everywhere. Just, just throw some dip in it. That'll work. There, there is a trend on TikTok that um, people painting consoles. So with that comes people that do a really good job and then people that did not take remedial art in college or high school <laughs> that paint their consoles. And part of me believes like, oh, you're just doing this on purpose because you know we're all going to hate it. And that kind of makes me sad. Too. Right? So yeah. And so that's I'm how doing you that. get your views. So I'm going to... how you become yeah. TikTok famous. So I'm going to be playing more of that. I'm kind of excited for it. So that is what I have been doing this week. Very the, cool, man. So Mike... We could talk about news, but I don't want to talk about news. What I really want to talk about is I want to spoil. Hang on, I'm going to stop you. I know you. I know you don't want to talk about news, but I do have one story. Like, like you sent me out on assignment, and I got some news, so I have to share it. Do it. Let me push. I will. Wait, not yet, because I've got to push buttons. Because I've got news push bumpers buttons. for this kind of thing. All right, I got to talk to you about something.
This just in the nightly news. We go to Mike so, out on the street. Michael, tell us right, what's happening so, out on the street, because that's where news happens. News does happen on the street. So this news isn't happening in the street. It's happening in my pajamas. I, I'm actually not in my pajamas. Um, but as everyone knows, I have started a... To, I dipped my big toe into the world of virtual reality. And so as I'm searching for things on my phone... Because because everybody's listening to me and everybody's tracking what I do on the internet, that's all the stories that pop up on my phone, right? Um, Apple is coming out with their VR headset, and and one of the things that popped up was kind of some leaked info that I just wanted to share. I'm sure that you have, can get this anywhere, but um, I'm just going to share and talk about it a little bit. So so the headline is that Apple's upcoming mixed mixed reality headset. Will, rep will reportedly weigh less than an iPhone. And there's something that kind of stands out to me in that headline. And then it's, they're calling it a mixed reality headset. Um, so, so not really virtual reality, but it, it leads me to believe there may be some augmented reality aspects involved. Um, and, it, and later confirmed later in the article. So I'm going I'm to read just a little bit of it. I don't want to bore you, but I'm going to read a little bit of it. Um, but Apple's long-rumored mixed-reality headset could weigh less than 150 grams, which would make it lighter than any other headset on the market. So, Steve, how much does your Valve weigh? Do you know? That's a question that I don't know the answer to off the top of my head. 809 grams. Mike. The Valve weighs eight. The valve weighs 809 grams. The HoloLens weighs 645 grams. And the Quest 2 weighs 503 grams. Apple so, is claiming that theirs is going to weigh 150 grams. So that's, for, for us Americans, that's 0.3 pounds. Yeah. And I'm thinking, number one, how... And, and number two, so my other thought is, okay, so this is just a holder that you stick your phone in, right? Yeah. Because, right? Because that's because that's just what I think about. Um, but no, they're saying that it's going to weigh it's going to weigh a lot less. There's there's some pictures of it online. It doesn't look spectacular um, on all the models that that are wearing it and all the pictures online. It looks small, like it's not covering much of their of their face. The Oculus doesn't cover much of my face, but it still covers enough of it. Um, so as as a so rusted in the chat says, like the Pokemon app thing, where the camera sees Pokemon digitally on real life scenery. Speaking of the um, mixed reality or augmented reality, the uh, Microsoft, yeah. Microsoft Hololens that they were showing off, you know, did that. It was mm -hmm. it had the screen in front of you to where you could see through it, and it had everything projected on that. Which I mean, for something like Pokemon, would be pretty cool if you could just walk around <laughs> and you could see the Except Pokemon. You're walking around with that headset on your face, right? Like, hey, Mike, do you like remember people didn't get beat up enough playing Pokemon Go, walking with their phone? Now they're gonna get beat up wearing that headset, right? I mean, um, but with that many people that were playing Pokemon Go, like millions and millions of people were playing pokemon go and if you have millions and millions of people playing pokemon go with an augmented reality headset battling each other um the people on the outside would be like what are those guys doing like throwing their arms around like they're just right. throwing balls at each other that would be pretty cool man i am not gonna lie that would be pretty I don't dope. Know if that would be pretty cool doesn't isn't that kind of what the uh what the basis of ready player one was 
right? No, that like was everybody just, just plugged into their own thing. But the, but isn't that where it's going, right? If you look into the future, the uh, the science fiction writers are going to jump on this and like, yep, this is where we are now. We're just going to end up, or what is it? Is it is it more closely linked to like Wally, where we're just going to float around in our hover chairs and just plugged into a screen? That may be one of my biggest issues with with this with Wally. Now that I think about it, well, no, with like with like this stuff in general because right now i'm fighting a battle with my oldest and screen time Ooh. and so maybe i've got some maybe i've got some some latent hostility involved with being attached to a phone and attached to a device but anyway that was a weird tangent i got kind of dark um i'm going to read a little bit more of this uh this article um the headset could even be lighter than your phone given that the standard iphone 12 Weighs 164 grams. We talked about that a little bit. Some of the cool things that are coming out, um, the headset codenamed N301, because that makes sense, may also have 8K displays, eye tracking technology, and more than a dozen cameras to track both your hand movements and capture footage that can be displayed inside the headset. And so it probably also has like a syringe that'll inject you with the mind control fluid so that so that when apple decides to take over the world we become their their um bots and their zombies because they can control our movements from all the cameras that they see good grief man this seems kind of wow i am in it to win it i'm so there I, in, inject your spinal fluid right into my brain please <laughs> Um, but the heads, but the headset may not be cheap. Apple has apparently discussed pricing and the headset whoa, whoa, whoa. is around $3,000. Back up, back up. Are you telling me an Apple device is going to be overpriced? <laughs> is that what you're telling me? <laughs> and the, the worst part is Steve is that people are probably going to buy it. I am shocked. Right? I'm shocked that it's Apple gonna is going to have an Apple on front. Oh boy, that's interesting. So yeah, so that's the uh, that's the Apple Apple's getting into the VR slash mixed reality world, and that's what is projected on their headset. More than a dozen cameras, like the Oculus has four, and it kind of covers everything that you need. I I wonder what the other more than eight cameras on this number one are gonna go. They're watching you they're, in the bathroom. That's what they're doing. Well, see, and that's interesting because I don't know if I want them watching me in the bathroom. They're, they already are. Um, so it'll they probably, probably be, already are. It'll probably be for hand tracking, probably be for external tracking to your sides in front of you. So you're probably going to have like a wider than but 180 degree. But that's what I'm saying, Steve, is that, is that the Oculus gives you four and it does everything because it does hand tracking. Maybe. Yeah, I've got no idea. Unless, it's unless Apple, one's so. going through your head. I mean, and they did it, say yeah. they did say there was eye tracking, so there's probably two cameras for that, watching your eyeballs move around. Which, which really, if you think about it, the technology that they're building is actually kind of cool because that means that a camera is then looking through the screen to be able to see your eyes. And and Apple, if you're listening, oh, they like, are. Will you please put? a camera inside our screens so that when I FaceTime people, I can look at them without their eyes pointed down. Oh, it's very much like how we're recording this on YouTube where you and I are not looking exactly. at each other unless we were like looking up at the screen at the camera, but then we can't see our show notes. And then we can't read our notes, right? And then we so can't like, see the facial expressions. So Exactly. So how how really how hard would that be? I don't know. Maybe easy. Even 
even if there's a tiny, tiny hole, maybe that would get annoying because cameras are getting super small. But right, because that's with with this whole year of everybody being on Zoom, that's got to be where we go next is sticking cameras in the eye line of the people that we're talking to to kind of get closer to that. I'm sure it's if I'm thinking about it, I'm sure it's already it's already been thinking about by people who actually have some ability to do something. But very But anyway, that was my news story. That's what I wanted to talk about. Thanks for your input. Um hope start saving your three thousand dollars to be able to get um zombified. So there you go. I will pay less than that to be zombified already. So all right, Mike. I think it's time for us to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Everyone, this is going to be a deep dive into episode one where we spoil everything. I hope you are ready. I hope you're strapped in. Actually, let's do this first. I put out a poll on the Twitter and I was like, hey, one fun thing that you know we like to do, we might like to make lists, we like to discuss things. And I was like, hey, we should rank some stuff. We should rank the characters of the MCU. We should put them into a list, find out who the favorite is, who the top is. And I think the big um, defining factor of this list, this is not going to be like who's the most powerful or whatever. I think this is going to be who our favorites are. So I went out and put out a poll on Twitter and decided to have Twitter help us rank the first two characters that we're going to talk about. Um, and this segment will go a little bit longer as we get more and more characters onto this list. So this one's going to be really easy today. But I put out there that, hey, we're going to rank these two characters first. Um, it's going to be Hawkeye versus Rocket Raccoon. And I took the poll to Twitter. And Mike, what do you think our Twitter uses? Who do you think our Twitter users um, voted for the most? Did they vote Rocket over Hawkeye or Hawkeye over Rocket? Um, it's kind of tough to ask me that question because I see the uh, I see the uh, percentage up there in front of me, so I can't really guess because so, I kind of know it already. Rusted in the chat um, says he thinks Rocket over Hawkeye. Um, so Rusted is correct that that many people have chosen Rocket over Hawkeye. Um, 61% which is, to 38%. Which is interesting to me because I personally don't. Okay, so what are your reasonings? Why personally would you put Hawkeye over Rocket the Raccoon? Um, I think mostly for... I think mostly for this for this moment, all right? So, so I'm going to get into character. Hang on. Okay. Mm -hmm. So imagine character. rubble around me. Imagine um, buildings collapsing. Got it. Imagine chaos on the horizon. And imagine some little punk kid um, trying to get the best of me, bumps me in my shoulder and says, keep up, old man. Okay, so that's where we are right now. So hang on a second. Okay. This is acting, ladies and gentlemen. I, ah, you messed up. Hush. Oh, sorry. Do it again. I could do it. Nobody would know. Nobody. Oh, yeah. I... I miss him. I miss the poor little guy. Last I saw him, Ultron was beating him up. <laughs> He'll be missed. I love it. I love it. So that was a very well, scene. very well done. So Hawkeye, Hawkeye in uh, in Age of Ultron, like cemented himself for me as like top five character. Top five character, Age of Ultron, Mike. Okay, so this is where you and I are going to differ. Over these two, I like Hawkeye for the same reasons that you do, but I think Rocket brings a whole new level to the team that he's part of with his sarcasm, his wit, 
Plus, he's like he's he's a raccoon, so he has that going for him. Oh, um, oh, like the sarcasm and wit, and really good at inventing things, kind of like a character that we've had for since the beginning. Uh, I don't think that's. I think Rocket and Tony are very different characters. I don't think that that, that they're, think, they're the same. I at think all. they're more alike than what you think. No, I don't think they are at all. I, I like Rocket. I don't like Tony at all. Um, Rocket has that's some great. Rocket has some great lines in um, Infinity War when he and Groot went with Thor to go start the um, start up the star. He's got some great stuff in Guardians Two when he's um, <laughs> when they're going through uh, the time jump or the the warp space whatever with Yondu. Those are some pretty great moments. Um, so I like Ro- I like Rocket a lot. So this is what we're gonna have to decide. I was I was actually just thinking about Groot's best lines in uh, Guardians Two. Yeah. They they didn't top uh, his best lines in um, Endgame. Pretty close. Um, but they were definitely better than his best lines in um, Guardians 1. Groot has some d- really good lines that he delivers. So He does. He does. You got to give it to Vin so, Diesel when so it's about gonna, family. So what we should do, Steve, since we're, since we're right in the middle of the NCAA tournament, we ought to make a bracket. Um, brackets are really, really hard to make. <laughs> so this, this was my thought. We will, you and I will discuss and then we'll take, I think if there is a tie like today, we will have our Twitter followers break the tie for whoever they picked of those two. Because here's my thing, like, uh, so I see what you're saying. Yeah. So for right now, because I am voting for rocket on this list, you're voting for Hawkeye. We'll put rocket at the top as number one and Hawkeye is number two. Um, now is the week's goal. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait yeah. A second. Okay. Just because you pick Rocket, we're putting him at the top. No. So so because our fans on Twitter chose Rocket oh, okay. above Hawkeye, they're going to be the tiebreaker. Um, but as we go on, so next week, so so we should we'll do this. So for next week, what two characters in the MCU should we should we discuss? And this might give us more time to figure out what things that we like about them. So who do you want to discuss? And it can be anyone in the MCU. So, so the tough part about this, Steve, and the good thing about a bracket is that, and again, not to get all technical or whatever, right? But I think Rocket and Hawkeye were kind of a good matchup to begin with. Neither of them are the leader of their group, but neither of them are the lesser of their group. So so as far as a matchup is concerned, it's pretty good. Because if we pick two characters who aren't, like on the same level and try to battle them against one another. That's like a one versus 16. Yeah. And I don't know how fair that would be. Well, the thing is with um, this list, because we're going to be plugging it in. So next week we'll decide. Oh, so let's say next week, for example, we take Agent Coulson. All right, let's just take Agent Coulson and we do, give me another character. We do, um, what's the do? What's Maria, Maria Hill. Well, they're kind of like, they're so similar that, What's um what's uh Taki Taki Watiti's name? The Korg? Korg? So if you took Yeah, so if oh, you took But again, Steve, this is now now you're like now you're like again putting like a two against a fifteen. No, but because like hold on, let me explain. Like, let, let, let me explain. Korg is though. good for so many other reasons, and, and he's way too dissimilar from Agent Colson. Right, but let me um, so the the point for certain reasons. But the point of the list isn't to say like we're we're going to pick a list of who we think are the best characters in the MCU. So even if we have Agent Coulson and Korg, so maybe we slot Agent Coulson in between Rocket and Hawkeye, Korg above Rocket, and then that list will continue to like trickle down as we put people into it. And eventually until so we know, have we a have list of people. 
you know what you and I have to do yeah. off air this week is mm-hmm. we have to come up with like a field of 64 and we have to rank. <laughs> I don't want to like, do a tournament. Ha- no, but we, but we have to, and then we have to put them in a bracket. No, because like, because then, we put then it, we'll find out who the ultimate winner that's, is. That's what the like, list is even, doing. We don't, I don't think we have to do 64. We can do 32, right? So we but can that, cut it in half. That's what the list because, would be doing though. Like eventually, like our number one, like right now, Rocket is the top of the MCU list. There's only two people on it, but next week, then we'll add two more people to it, and then those people will move down or up depending on where they no, go in the I, list. I understand. I understand. So it's but like I a think, bracket, but it's different. We're gonna okay. I understand. I don't okay. So, so we're you gonna do need the a master. We're gonna need a master MCU list then, and then and then for my sake, are we just gonna do MCU? MCU movies? No, I guess I guess MCU does mean just the movies. No, because we can't pick like we can't pick Iron Fist because he's not on the screen. I guess he is, right? Iron yeah. Fist was on the screen. I would. Um, mm, no, we're gonna do MCU. So Daredevil, um, Jessica Jones, those guys don't technically count as the MCU. Unfortunately, I think they they should because I really like um um shoot what's his name Matthew Cox um. I think that's his name. Am I getting his name? Daredevil. Wrong? Daredevil. Yeah, is that his name? The actor, Matthew Cox. I don't know what his. I don't know what his. The actor's name is, but uh, isn't isn't his character Matt Broderick? Matthew Broderick. No, that's a different. <laughs> Matthew Broderick. Matt is Murdock. It's Matt Murdock. Yeah, so it's uh, not Murdoch. Matthew. Yeah. Charlie Cox. His name is Charlie Cox. Daredevil. Yeah, I believe you. I mean, whatever. I'm just but. gonna say Cox a lot. Okay, Charlie Cox has, plays Matt Murdock. <laughs> Okay, so I believe it, you. So this if, is, if this is this what you want to do, no, a little it, bit muddled. If this is if this is what if you want to do a March Madness bracket, then you put it together and you do a March Madness bracket. I think if we do it this way, it's just simpler because eventually there's like winners and losers. This going on a list doesn't mean that there's winners and losers. This is just the ranking of what we think of those characters. So, but there is a but but inherently that's winners and losers no it's right? not it's if just going think, on a list if we think rocket is better than mantis then rocket wins and mantis loses no she doesn't right? she but, just but she's mantis, just lower but mantis is probably better is probably better than the um the uh then agent hench lady yes um and that's the fun see, of so like, like picking all these things because yeah, then we could yeah. go i will i will take it upon myself to create a bracket i will pick the top 64 <laughs> i don't want to do um, a bracket because a bracket, we no, we'll we do don't. It. We'll do it next week. It'll because be I want to end up I'm with. In, I'm in tournament mode. I want we'll to end it. We'll go through. We'll go through the entire. We'll go through the entire bracket in one night. Oh, it's no, gonna be that, good. we can't do episodes. that. That's like for that, you already. You can't already know the episodes because then, like, if we're doing this right now, we have a lot of content for all the weeks coming up. If we do a bracket in one night, that's like okay. That we just blew the whole bracket in okay, one episode. Can, We'll do we'll do round one then. We'll do round one in one night. Oh my god! And then we'll <laughs> I don't want to do a bracket. I bet you know what, Steve? I bet. I bet such a bracket exists. Of course, such a bracket exists. But then, I. But if we do a bracket, then we can't get all the input from all the Twitter people unless you put out thirty-two tweets of saying, "All right, pick who do you think is going to win." And that's a lot. Sorry, it's already out, Holmes. Well, I know it's already out, but I don't want to do a bracket. We should, we should, we should totally. Ooh, and they even have it bre- broken out into regions: science and magic, and guns and genes. Not like the genes you wear, but like genes as in people. Maybe it is the genes you wear. Come on, see what I did there. I'm gonna see push a button, and then we'll talk about this <laughs> later. But right now, 
um, spoilers for Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So week next week on Fortnite Codex, Mike and Steve are almost done deciding. Um, that's from from Rusted. All right, it'll be it'll be, it'll be morning by the time we're done over there for Rusted. It might be morning already. I don't know how time zones work. All right, I'm gonna write down this timestamp because we argued a bunch about that, and I wanted to make sure this is good. And here we go. Spoiler alert for episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Rule number two. What was rule number two? Nobody gets hurt. It's a big one. And why isn't there rule number one? I always wanted to be an Avenger. Oh, man. It's a dream come true, you know? <laughs> we need someone to inspire us again. Someone who can be a symbol for all of us. We need new heroes. Just as we get into the meat of the episode, Mike like pieces out. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't know how to start this now because it's supposed to be a discussion. But he's like, all right, see you later. I'm out of here. And we have an empty chair, much like we have a lot of emptiness in our hearts. All right. So this is episode one of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is titled New World Order. So first off, I went in not knowing a lot about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I haven't looked at anything. I didn't know what it was going to be about, what everything is. But it seems like there's already a lot of themes that are presenting themselves in this first episode. First of all, uh, as we open, we get an opening as Sam is ironing his clothes, getting ready for some final for some formal occasion. Um, he places Cap's shield in a bag, and we hear the line from Endgame where Steve passes the shield on to Sam. On to Sam, excuse me. So then we cut from that, and that's our first shot of Anthony Mackie kind of holding Iron Man's shield, and then we cut to a big giant Iron Man shield. Iron Man doesn't have a shield. What'd I say? He does have a shield with you stupid said, nanobot. Iron right. Man shield. Sorry, this is how we're going. All right. So then we cut, and then we're in the sky, and there's a big old jumbo jet flying over, and Sam is getting a, mis a mission briefing on a kidnapped Captain Vassant by the LAF. I've got a bunch of clips. I'm going to play a bunch of clips here. because like little organization known as LAF is targeting Captain Vassant, one of our military liaisons. LAF. Yeah, they're high-powered. They're high-powered, Mike. All right. So who's Captain Vassant? Uh, Why is he important? What's up was, with that? I was just gonna ask. Do we do we know who this is? Do we care who this is? Is he just some guy? Is he just some guy to me? So so far, Vassant doesn't have any connections to anything that I could tell. He's just like I don't know if it's just like, hey, we need a reason to be up there. Someone kidnapped this person, and here we go, go save him. We also don't know who the LAF is. The LAF seems to be created an organization created for the sole purpose of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Does that mean we're just gonna keep adding more? organizations on top of our organizations every time we have a show maybe so but wait a second so wait a second is the is the evil group in this the laugh they are the laugh if you were to say that yep <laughs> right, we don't know if it's french it's the league of anti falcons I don't know if that's what it means. The lesser, I think they tell us, don't they? No, they never say it, unfortunately. So do you think they're going to be like important to the remainder of the show? Is this going to be throwaway? I think they're probably just going to be throwaway. I, I unfortunately, because, because I watch TV, because I'm watching the NCAA tournament, and unfortunately, one of the games I was watching was on ABC, and ABC is owned by Disney. So guess what the uh, commercials were? Oh, and and it spoiled it a little bit for me. Don't it was spoil the first it for trailer me. that I've seen for it. But I I do believe that the LAF is going to be throughout uh, the throughout um, Cap 
I almost said it's not Captain America and the Winter Soldier. It's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think it's going to be, I think they are the primary antagonist in this series. I don't know if they're going to continue on after this series. Um, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so because Hydra was the was the thing all throughout some some multiple movies. So and still some mentions of Hydra here in this series as well. So Sam has to rescue Vassant before they enter airspace, which is off limits to the U.S. And they will not go after him. So he's got to get it done. He's got to get it done fast. So first thing, Mike, what do you think of Sam's new suit? Are you digging on his new colors? So so I didn't think about his suit, Steve, until we did our pre-show. Um, earlier this week, which which go, which is to say, it wasn't. It was just a suit for me, right? It didn't stand out. Um, it wasn't spectacular. So um, I th I thought I, it was, I'm okay with it. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought it was very reminiscent of his comic uniform. It has some sil similar design um, colors, some shapes and stuff. So I thought yeah. it was really good. One thing Anthony Mackie had complained about previously on a lot of interviews was he was kind of disappointed in what his uniform was like in Winter Soldier when he finally got the wings because he was like, I don't know, it kind of sucks because he, he wanted to have a uniform because he wanted to have like you know people be able to go buy a falcon action figure and you know be kind of like a you know inspiration to other kids to be like hey i'm like falcons like my main person so he was like pretty so, upset about that so just to kind of just to kind of um ease um anthony mackie's mind because that's just the kind of person that i am so so remember in winter soldier He's not really the Falcon yet, right? So yeah. he, they end up stealing the jumpsuit um, from an airbase so that he can help Captain America and Black Widow on their mission. So, so I get why it's not a uniform yet, because the first time we see it as a quote-unquote uniform is going to be in um, in um, Civil War, right? No, he's not in Civil War. No, he is in Civil War. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he is. What does he look like in Civil War? I'll find out. I think it's I think it's it, it his suit and Ant-Man's suit are very similar. Kind of the grays and the reds. Yeah. Um Yeah, it's very it So doesn't, yeah, it I, doesn't, I can see how he would want kind of a more distinct um uniform. Yeah, it does it doesn't look it, like a like a uniform. It just looks like, oh, he's got body armor with some red. Rusted says yeah. so he wants revenue from toys as well as the movies. Um yeah, probably. Um, I'll, I'll buy that. Which, no pun intended. Which I would too, because like we said in the pre-show, you got to milk for that money. All right. So he's got a cool new suit. I actually kind of dig it. Um, where were we? So first, Lieutenant Taurus is first. Lieutenant Taurus is introduced to us as our guy that's going to be boots on the ground. He's driving around in a Humvee on the ground while we're up in the sky, which makes sense. His name is um, Walking Taurus. He's played by Danny Ramirez. So Taurus in the comics. This is kind of a spoiler for the comics. It could be spoilers for the future since we're looking out for, you know, what's coming up. Um, in the comics, he later joins Sam Wilson and takes over as the Falcon when Sam takes over as Captain America. He actually has... Um, you just spoil the entire show. We know the ending. It's the comics. We don't know because, I mean, we had a lot of speculation on WandaVision and none of that turned out to be anything. So, <laughs> um, so the op has to be subtle and they tell Sam, yo, it's got to be subtle. And we get it kind of like a callback to Cap jumping out of the plane with this line. It's Sam. This has to be subtle. Subtle. Got it. 
Um, also, I've been taking. Did he a, just jump with no parachute. Yep. Yes. Yes, he did. I also been taking a. I took a whole body count on the on this show. Um, for episode one, do you have a guess, Mike, for a body count for episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Um, for let's see, body count probably thirty-five. Um, little high. Um, body count was a total I've estimated because some things happened that we'll talk about where multiple people could have died. So it's about twenty-eight. Twenty-eight people died in this oh, show. Nice. All right. So he's got to be subtle. Um, Sam's got some really cool glasses. Do you think he'd be better to have like a helmet? I also put this on the Twitter poll, and like 59% of the followers said he should keep the glasses. 41% he should get a helmet. Because it just seems weird that he's like, what if those things fly off your face? Like, Russ in the chat says he should stay with the glasses. I think visually he should. But, um, yeah, just kind of, it'd be difficult. You're going through flying. I mean, wear a helmet, right? I mean, you are kind of, yeah, exactly. Put a helmet on. You, you, got, you got a case for your phone. You got shoes for your feet. I mean, Put your brain box in a box, right? Like, like, protect yourself. Get a helmet. Because your helmet can look cool. You can have a cool-looking helmet. Because at the end of the day, we have to remember that Sam is a man. And and one rock, one shoot man, one, like, one like bird, bird yeah. that he's not aware of. You know, and he's, and he's toast. Yeah, Rusted said there's enough helmets. All right. So Sam <laughs> flies up there, finds the hijacked plane, gives himself away by peeking in the window, which I thought was kind of funny. And then we get to see our old friend, uh, our, our old friend, um, George Batrock, also known as the Leaper, because he's really good at kickboxing. So the French Leaper, he's also known as in some uh, cartoons, some comics. Um, he comes back and he, I think he's a pretty interesting recurring character. We saw him back in Civil War when he fought um, George St. Pierre. Not, not, not Civil War. We saw him in Winter, Winter Soldier. Soldier. George St. Pierre, correct? That's the name of the uh, MMA actor. And so he was doing some kicky things. I thought it was really interesting because he kind of went toe-to-toe with Cap back then. This is also another person that is not enhanced. So we have some normal people, normal on normal action here with Sam fighting against these guys. Um, because Sam is one of the few that is not enhanced as of yet. Except except carbon fiber wings that... And this is the thing that bugs me, right? So he's, so he's inside this airplane fighting Batroc. And like his wings are spread like wide open and you're like really inside a fuselage that's probably 10 to 12 feet with a, with a 14 to 16 foot wingspan. Like, like, come on people, like make it a little bit more realistic. You know, I am glad though that they didn't try to go like the nanobot route because they could have very easily been like, Hey, nanobots. And I would have hated that so much. I would have like stopped the whole watching the show if there were nanobot wings so i'm glad they're not you nanobot do dislike wings. the nanobots a lot i do i hate them. But, it's just like space magic so the wings the wings are bulletproof right yeah. and and man they get into that they get into that um shield position pretty quickly oh yeah they just snap right? there. there's got to be like some mental command that he sends the wings that we're not talking like he's pushing buttons or anything they've got to be like mental that they just snap into spot but um unless unless it's like muscle memory type thing right eh, so we have an uncle too. Had an uncle, have an uncle. He's still our uncle, um, who had to have some prostheses on his arms, and that's how he controlled them, just with muscle movements, right? When he opened and, and closed his hook, so yeah. that that could be it. You know, flex of the bicep um, throws that into anyway tangent. Yeah. So, so Sam's backpack is pretty powerful, and this is something like I know you hate certain things, certain tropes. I hate a certain trope of X-ray vision. So Sam has X-ray capabilities with his glasses. <laughs> 
X X ray wireframe motion tracking. I uh, probably probably with the little tags that pop up that say this is who this person is. Yeah. Like how do you know that? Um, showrunners, <laughs> showrunners, please listen to me. Hear me. From the east to the west, you cannot have X ray capabilities built into someone's sunglasses. You will melt their brain from the X ray from the X rays that they give off. You can't do that. Like I know people are just like, hey, it's just X rays. That's fun, right? Like you can't give them X ray capabilities. It's like that's not how X rays work at all. There's nope. like just do some research. Like I know, like I know we're like, hey, sonar it's just a would show. be better. Sonar would be sonar better. would be wetter. Would be better. He Rusted says be it works wetter? for. Why is why sonar wetter? <laughs> so because sonar's wetter because you use it in the ocean. <laughs> Rusted say um, it works for Supes and Tony Stark, and it shouldn't work for Superman. It shouldn't work for Tony Stark. X rays should not be a thing that happens. It does like you can have them in airports because they have a system built that something delivers the x-rays, something captures the x-rays that are not blocked. That makes sense. You have to have something catching the x-rays. You cannot do it with glasses. If you do, you've got an isotope that is just burning the inside of your brain and you will die. Stop if, using the stupid x-ray. If anybody, if anybody is super confused as to why Steve feels this way, he is actually a licensed x-ray technician. I used to be. And works with x-rays daily and knows kind of like their limitations and like really how big they are. Cause you took kind of smallish pictures and, and the x-ray equipment was huge compared to the size of the picture that you're taking. So really, if you think about it, like, like Sam should be flying with like a huge, you know, machine on his back to be able to take the x-rays. It's just, well, it's it, just a little bit, right? So it, just, sorry, use but, sonar. No, Sonar's better. You, you like kicked it off because like you need a radioactive <laughs> isotope to create x-rays or you need an x-ray tube. X-rays, x-rays do not just appear out of nowhere. They have to come from somewhere and that somewhere is radioactive all the time. You can't just turn it on and turn it off. It's not how it works. Oh, anyway, so Betrock, anyway, the so leaper. Betrock makes some flippy flopping um so it's it's a pretty good it's a pretty good action scene right very reminiscent of of an, i keep saying civil war very re- reminiscent of winter soldier we get to see sam's hand-to-hand combat which for me i think which for me i think kind of shows how much he's grown because that's really not what he does in in uh, winter soldier no nope. he is he very shoots. much the the flyer the saver he's got some guns on him um, so, he, so he does that. So if he, he's definitely, if it was an RPG skills, yeah, if it was an RPG, Sam would have been a ranger with flying capabilities. Yeah. So now he's kind of yeah. become a fighter. So, yep. And yeah. so at this point, at this point, Sam deploys Red Wing, his awesome little buddy who, who we'll probably have to talk about also because he does some things that are like, like, really? That's, that's kind of weird. Um, so so he cuts a hole in the plane, gets inside the plane, the fight breaks out, and then the hijackers jump out in uh in um oh what did what did Nicole call them? Squirrel um, suits. Flying squirrel suits, yeah. Flying squirrel suits. And they jump out and you're like, oh, this is kind of cool. Right? The scene is getting the scene is getting pretty cool. Um so he's flying, they're flying down, and of course they enter a canyon because you can't have a flying squirrel suit chase in anything. But a canyon, Michael, where walls are coming at you, and I'm just saying, Michael, like I would never, I would never <laughs> want a flying scene without a canyon. 
a canyon is required to have a squirrel suit. Like it is so freaking cool. Like this scene is like a, a canyon or a trench, right? With like an exhaust yep. port at the end where totally. I have to get too little. And it's always bugged me about that scene. Why do they have to enter the trench so early? Like just fly to the spot, go into, and then fly out. Like, yeah, that anyway. would be nice. It was this. It was the seventies. Rusted <laughs> says even Top Gun had a canyon run. Yes, you have to have a canyon. Like you have to. Top destroy- Gun had a canyon. Independence Day had a canyon. You have to destroy um, every arch in the canyon. Every cool feature needs to be blown up. Some tower needs to fall over, and someone needs to run into it. Like, yeah, right. The rock on yeah. top is what takes out the guys following you. We had Man, a canyon we, run we in write, Captain Marvel. We should write a movie. I I mean there there had to have been a canyon run in was there a canyon run in Iron Man? Did he fly through a canyon at any point? I bet he did, but you know those movies I just don't. I'm not a huge fan of the Iron Man movies, but yes. Um, and Rusted says, doesn't matter if you jump out over Canada, you are squirreling through the Grand Canyon. <laughs> you could jump over the Sahara, and you're gonna find a canyon. You're gonna find you the can Grand jump Canyon. Over the ocean, yeah. You're gonna you can jump out over the ocean, and you will find a canyon somewhere. I, I will there'll say, there'll be though, an island yeah. that is just a canyon, and there'll be like big arches and towers that you get to shoot down. Um, <laughs> but like this scene, like you're like, oh, this is movie quality stuff that we were seeing in our house yep like they spent all the money they did all the right things i thought it looked really good like i was smiling through the whole thing and it was like this was an awesome scene like it reminded me of like things you would have saw in a james bond movie when james bond was like okay we have to top the last scene we have to do this we have to ski down a hill now we have to ski down a hill with a rocket pack now we have to ski down a hill with a rocket pack and end up in space somehow like this was a very cool scene that got to showcase sam's capabilities with the wingsuit and it was really cool i dug it a lot so this is when my wife leaned over to me and said, yep, better than WandaVision. Yeah, and I mean, yep, so there you go. So Sam closes in on Libyan airspace, and I think I have a clip for that. What's up? You're about to fly into Libyan airspace, and I assume they have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, a big problem, a big problem. <laughs> Before we get into the Libyan thing, like, Taurus says big problem, super weird. Big problem, a big problem. And he says it twice, I'm like, what is he talking about? Big problem, a big problem. A big problem. Um, so, so his character and, and it's, I'm sure it's going to be something that I talk about through this entire series. It just seems off to me. He, he seems too plucky. He seems too like hyped up to be working with the Falcon. And I guess maybe he's supposed to be because he's an Avenger or whatever, but, but it, it seems like that, that some of the choices the actor is making for this guy, they seem kind of out of place for me. Um, it seems like it seems like he could this soldier could be more of like a TikTok star versus like the actual boots on the ground. So, so I think I'm going to end up having a problem with him ultimately. Nothing saying that a soldier can also be a TikTok star. So, which is true, right. but but as as we talk about the whole Libyan airspace thing, it made me think of when Tony and Cap were talking about the Sokovia Accords. And when Steve was like, you know, what if they tell us we can't go and they think they need to go? So I thought it was interesting that this is like coming into play now that like they can't enter Libyan airspace. Like, you know, something needs to be saved so, and there are things stopping them from like crossing over. And that's something that so Steve would not an, have been okay that's with. That's an interesting... Yeah, that's an interesting insight. Um, I don't think it has... I don't think it was what was meant to be 
to be thought of at this point. I think what it was is that is that we have to give Sam a deadline yeah. to do his thing, right? I, th- I think that's all it is. So I, what I'm saying is I don't know if this will ever come back again because um, it seems like it seems like if the Sokovia Accords were going to be a thing, they definitely would have been a thing in um, in um, oh shoot, Endgame probably. Well, I mean, people traveling through portals. Well, things had changed a lot there because of, you know, the blip and everything. So I'm not sure that would have been. They probably forgot about the Sokovia Awards. So as Sam is dodging mini missiles, there were mini missiles that were fired. Um, Torres says this line, which was interesting. Oh, shit. He's outnumbered. It's like Torres, he's been outnumbered from the beginning. I don't understand why all of a sudden there's two people. If there's two people, he's outnumbered, right? Because that's how numbers work. Yeah. So Sam <laughs> snatches Vasant out of the helicopter. Batrock escapes the exploding helicopter. End of the super cool scene. And we. How many helicopters were there? There were four. It's. It seems like a few came kind of out of nowhere. Oh yeah, they were magic helicopters. We, we need another helicopter. <laughs> yeah, they were totally magic helicopters. So they just appeared whenever they were needed. They were plot helicopters. All right. So we're down on the ground in Tunisia. Sam and um. Torres are meeting at the local market. Sam is fixing Red Wing because Red Wing got shot. He doesn't really like it when people like ask him to help. You could try to reroute that to the other. Did you not? Oh. <laughs> I've been working with the Air Force for six months now. Every time Ops touches him, he gets all glitchy. I so this that was a that was a weird sequence for me. At this point in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'm starting to do the whole connect the dots, try to read deeper mm-hmm. into everything that's happening. It's like this isn't one division. I shouldn't be doing that. I should be enjoying trench runs down through the Grand Canyon. But I'm like, <laughs> is someone really messing with Red Wing that like they're trying to find and figure out like what's going on? Because at this point, like Sam, at this point in the story, we don't know if Sam is working. St- like he's just freelancing with the military. We know that he has some contracts, but we don't know if he's attached to any of the other Avengers. Um, we do see another Avenger in this show, but there's no indication that there is a team. There's no indication that he's even an Avenger, right? Well, we don't I mean, see him as he's recognized we- as an Avenger, but we don't know like Was what. He- we don't know what the Avengers group is at this point, how they're structured, right. if there's a structured, where's Spidey, all this stuff going on. So we don't really know what's happening there. So we don't know if like someone's like, I to me, I'm like, oh, someone's trying to like mess with this stuff to either get tech or insert or there's like a double agent. Anyway, I think that's just like Tracking. wild. Yeah, yeah, that's just wild speculation. So Sam meets someone and recognizes him and thanks him for bringing his wife back from the blip. Um... This got me thinking of, for some reason, like, does Sam have one of the best lines in the MCU when he delivers this line during Infinity War? Thanks, Captain Raimi. Captain Sam, can you hear me? On your left. I mean, that has to be one of the best lines in the MCU, right? Just because it, of the history of the it's line, definitely a really good one for sure. Yeah. So I don't know why that just made me think of like, okay, the blip happened. Best line over there. We can talk about like best lines or whatever. Um, and I thought it was interesting that they actually showed the iPhone, like the Apple logo in the show. So I don't. We've got some iPhone product placement going on, and usually they're really careful about like covering all that mm, stuff I up. Guess. 
I guess I missed that. Keen eyes, Mike. Keen eyes. All right. So Taurus is talking to Sam. He's like, hey, the LAF wants money, but the Flag Smashers um, have Pokemon Go app to help people find each other. Um, and the Flag Smashers actually believe that the world was better during the blip. Anyway, these uh, LAF crews, man, they're, they're trying to take advantage of all the chaos and make some money. And that I get. But there's... Oh, bam, right there. You see these guys? These are the guys you got to worry about. I've been stumbling onto their manifestos on message boards. They call themselves the Flag Smashers. Was that a new thing? Bad guys give themselves bad names? There's a lot worse names than that one. But basically, they think that the world is better during the blip. So I don't know what it would be a worse name. I don't know like what he was trying to get at. But like, right. so we have this whole group of people that thought like, things would be better if it went back to normal. And if you kind of read into that and kind of follow the logic and go down that road, if they wanted it to revert to that, wouldn't they have to get rid of half of the people again? Or what is their like, their main thing is they want everything to be unified. Yeah, essentially these people, they, they want a world that's unified without borders. But then, but then that raises the question: Was the world unified without borders during the blip? And I would, I would have to say probably not. Even though you can take a cataclysm event like half of the population of the world being wiped out, there still wouldn't be a hundred percent unity, right? Nope. Like there wouldn't, and that's unfortunate that we say that. I mean, it's un unfortunate that we don't have a hundred percent unity now. Um, but I don't know why, like, all of a sudden, with all those people disappearing, it'd be like, all right, I guess we're cool. Like, I can't imagine, like, North Korea and South Korea just being like, hey, I guess we're cool now. I guess it depends on if the right people from North Korea were kind of blipped out, then that could probably happen. Um, but even then, that's like, that. that's like, oh, we shouldn't talk about the but, whole North Korea politics. But it would be weird that if always, everyone just... You always have those two sides, right? So you're going to see, you're going to see the blip there's going to be the group of people that see the blip as a tragedy and you're going to see a group of people that see the blip as an opportunity. Right. So, I mean, you, you, you can't, I don't, I don't know what this line meant. I, I don't think that during the blip we were unified without borders. Um, but maybe it's just part of, maybe it's just part of what they're thinking. Right. So flag smashers want to get rid of countries, want to get rid of, borders and identities maybe it's just part of like the vernacular that they're using to to kind of help portray um, that isolate this group yeah yeah so it'll be interesting to see like ultimately what their goal is because if their goal is just like can't we just get along like isn't there a better way of like hey let's figure out a way to get along i don't know we still haven't been able to figure out how to get along and you know, Dallas Cowboy fans and 49er fans still can't sit at the same table together. <laughs> so Taurus is excited to keep tracking the Smashers. Um, Sam says, hey, man, go for it. Um, then they talk about conspiracy theories. They're like, hey, um, is Steve on the moon? And Sam then leaves and goes to... Um, oh, this was the interesting part that I thought about this. So throughout the show, and we'll point this out a couple times, Sam goes to pay at the table and he moves to find his wallet several times before Taurus offers to pay. Like, is, is Sam just poor? Does he not have any money? Because I don't know if it was like, hey, I forgot my wallet because I just jumped out of, like, an airplane. Or if he's like, oh, man, I don't have any money. Because Taurus is like, no, I got you, man. It's cool. Like, Sam isn't, like, broke. He has some government contracts. He was obviously doing a job for the Air Force. It's just weird that they're... It seems like in this show they're trying to portray Sam as just not 
having money. And I'm not sure exactly you, why they're doing that. I think it could be for the storyline that we're about to that we're about to uh, see. I think that has part of it. It's part of something to do with it. But but it's weird, Steve, how I guess aside from Tony, whose wealth is at the other end of the scale, that it's really not talked about anywhere in the MCU, right? Um, so I guess I guess you, you kind of know is. from Peter's backstory that he's that he's a kid in Brooklyn who goes dumpster diving, or a kid in, from Queens. Um, Stephen Strange is loaded. He loses a lot, but I mean, he's still he loses a lot. He loses a lot and becomes unloaded. But then also, but then it but doesn't then also matter. Gets a new end. sense of like gets a new sense of what's important, right? Because yeah. that's his whole arc. But I guess the rest of the Avengers need a bank account, which seems odd. WandaVision, uh, Wanda and... Um, Wanda could just make money Vision with her mind. Vision never needed money. No, she could just make money with her mind. Um, Rhodey is government, so he's got... I would assume he's getting paid by the government. Thor probably doesn't he's need got money. A salary at least. Thor doesn't um, need money. Hawkeye. Banner probably... Banner needed money for his, for his lab. Ex- for his experiments. Natasha Hawkeye and needed Clint. money for, for Well, they, his, they work uh, for S.H.I.E.L.D., so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they got money from S.H.I.E.L.D. So Right. Cat pulls $10, $10 out to pay Nick Fury when he gets on a helicarrier. That's true. Yeah, I guess, like, so, I don't know. So maybe it's... It's. It I think maybe it's just a thing, so that it can, so it can be a thing, because it it turns into a pretty. So far, it turns into a, an important storyline in this episode, at and, least. And it I hasn't, don't know what it's going to turn into overall. Yeah, and it hasn't been a thing. Well, I guess the guardians were out to make money on all of their jobs, so they had to. But they were, yeah, and they were just collecting credits, right? So, right. So they were getting. All right. So Sam is going to Washington for moon stuff. Moon stuff, because that's code for. Captain America. All right, so let's go yeah. over to Washington. Sam has brought Cap Shield to the Smithsonian because that's where you take things. The blip was a few months ago. Sam says um, a few months ago, billions of people reappeared after five years away, sending the world into turmoil. Has anyone from the vanished have they talked about their time away? Like how that felt? Like was it just? Like what they experienced, or was yeah. it so? So yes, the first the first time that we hear about the vanished is when Peter Parker comes back and says, um, "So we you remember when we were on on Mars, and not Mars. Remember when we were on the moon, and I fell asleep. Well, I must have passed out because when I woke up, you were gone, and Doctor Strange was doing his said, "Come on, they need us." So for Peter Parker, at least, it really was just a snap of the fingers. So it was Close just a blip. and then come back. Uh, so it was just a blip at times. There was no, like, light at the end of the tunnel. There was no, like, in-between time of anything happening. They were just... Not that we not that we know of and not that anybody's talked about. Because cause Wanda would have blipped. Vision was dead. Um, T'Challa blipped. Groot um, Bucky, blipped. Groot... Bucky blipped, but they but they don't. T- maybe maybe we'll get more from Bucky's um, from Bucky's storylines. Uh, kind of what happened. Yeah. So but so far so far nothing. 
Yeah, so Sam is at Washington to give um, Cap Shield to the, Smith- to the Smithsonian. Um, and Sam talks about symbols. Symbols are nothing without the women and men that give them meaning. So, Mike, I know you take umbrage for Sam giving the shield away. So yep. what are your thoughts of Sam, like, passing on the mantle of Captain America? So, so, so part of me thinks, and if, if this storyline, if this story were to, were to have continued in Endgame, Sam would be Captain America, no, no questions asked, right? Because, because of the line that you played earlier, that Sam is on Cap's left, They've got each other's back. Sam has earned the shield. Captain America, Captain America said so. So that's that's good enough for me. I, I unfortunately think, Steve, that that this is only done for this show, so that so that there can be tension, there can be a plot line, and ultimately, ultimately, I think at the end. Like spoiler alert, whatever. But ultimately, Sam is going to be Captain America because 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 he's giving it up now. Does that make sense? Like like this could be like the hero's journey that we're going to go on right now. Um, but but I I don't think I think this is really out of character for Sam Wilson. I think he would have taken up that mantle and would have done his absolute very best. Um, and uh, going on, going on what Captain America said that he would do. I mean, that's why it's his, because he was going to do his very best. Captain America wouldn't give him the shield if he knew he was going to give it to the Smithsonian. Yeah, I think Cap and also I, tells Sam, um, he gives him the line of like, you're a good man, Sam. And that was kind of the message that the doctor gave to Steve that, you know, you have to be a good man. And when, when we talk about like earning the shield and we talk, because we've talked a lot about, um, shoot, who do we talk? We talked about Monica Rambo. We talked about Carol Danvers and them kind of earning their powers or earning their place. Um, but you know, like Sam, even from the beginning, like Sam was helping vets with their PTSD. Like he was on the ground trying to help people trying to give yep. them a path. And I think that's kind of like why Cap like took to Sam because he like felt a kinship with him. Um, mm-hmm. He knew the type of person he was or else he wouldn't have brought him in. Um, so I, I do think it's interesting. I like just to play like the other side of it, like maybe Sam thought this was the best way to honor Steve was to put the shield, like to keep that symbol alive in some form that wasn't just passing on the torch. Like maybe... Like, and this is just me, like, thinking of what possibly could happen. Because I agree, like, like Sam should have taken up the mantle. He was given the mantle. He yeah. should have done that. Um, and then I just thought, like, well, like, I didn't take number 25 when I went up to varsity football because I also didn't want to, like, live in that shadow. So for everyone, so Mike was number 25, and Mike was, like, some sort of hot shot in our school for some reason because he could run faster than people. So then when he, like, graduated, and they're like, all right, Steve, you're going to take your brother's number. And I'm like, I don't want my brother's number. Like, I don't want to be, like, hey, you're just another, like, little Lampson. It's like I kind of wanted to do my own thing and, like, make my own name for myself. So maybe that's, like, something that's kind of playing in here. Like, I want to show people that, 
I earn my own spot and not just because I took over for Captain America. Because a lot of times in the comics, like people take over for heroes all the time. So I don't know if this was maybe like pointing to that. Like, I don't want to just take over. I want to earn it myself. I don't know if maybe that's kind of coming into play. But I also didn't put Mike's uniform in the Smithsonian. That would be weird. Um, also, is, uh, is that a true story? That is a true story. So also, and then Eli Mitchell took it. So so also, Sam wants to put a vibranium <laughs> shield into a museum. And just like S.W.O.R.D. wouldn't let Wanda bury Vision, there's no way that they would just leave a vibranium shield in the Smithsonian. They would have made a replica and took the vibranium and done something else with it. We also get to see Rhodey. Um, he shows up, Don Cheadle shows up in the show. Everyone likes Don Cheadle. Everyone, he didn't have his braces on. Um, not that we could see. Not that we could see, I, I looked guess. for him. Oh, you did I looked for him, him and we, we only saw shots from his waist up. So, Rhodey and Sam take a chat. Um, they were both blippers. We're going to call them blippers. They were both blippers. Um, and Rhodey asks Sam the question that we've been asking ourselves. I say you're going to make me ask, why didn't you take up the mantle? And Steve first told me about the shield. The first words I said were, it feels like it belongs to someone else. Yeah. That someone else is Steve. Whatever, Sam. That's not a good enough this, answer. Man, this, this line bugged me so much, right? This, this line bugs me so much. Because you go back and you watch Endgame, and, and Sam does ask that question. It feels like it belongs to someone else. And Steve's answer was, it doesn't. Like, like straight up, it doesn't. This is a complete 180 from everything that we know about Steve and Sam. And for me, it really is a breakdown in this show. Do you think right now Sam could lift Mjolnir? Do I think Sam can lift Mjolnir? No, I don't. Based on just because he's like gave this up? or do you, Could he lift it at the end of Endgame? Do you think he could have? I don't think so. Really? I think Cap would have chosen yeah, someone that could have lifted so. it. You think what? I think Cap 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 would have chosen someone that could lift Mjolnir. Sam could be worthy. We'll see if Sam gets worthy by the end of this um, season. All right. So they also talk about... Um, I don't know what this button is. I'm going to push this button. Oh, so Rhodey says... The world's broken. Everybody's just looking for somebody to fix it. I think this was interesting because this is something that like kind of it's true like someone is always looking for someone else to solve the problems right yeah like it's very rare where someone like decides this is we talk about we talk i talk to my kids all the time about being problem solvers and not problem creators anyway so we cut from this little heart to heart that Rody and um sam are having and we go to a hotel somewhere in the past before we do cut to the past mm -hmm. is is Rody a one-time cameo or is he going to come back um, I would like for him to come back. I like Rhodey. Rhodey and Sam kind of had some interactions in Infinity War and, and, and Civil War that kind of pitted themselves it's against each chemistry. other. I, I thought so. I would I hoped I would hope to see him back. Like I would never complain if John if Don Cheadle comes in, into any episode, right? So Yeah. I think he's an Avenger. Um, so there's the yeah. second Avenger that we saw in the show, and we just kind of had a little bit of a heart to heart. We didn't have much more than that. So I hope he does come back, and I hope he, because he would be like the senior Avenger at this point on the planet. Uh, true statement. On the planet, yes, true statement. Yeah. All right. So then we Thor isn't Thor isn't on the planet yeah. anymore, and we don't know where Bruce is. 
Uh, he is on the planet, though. We don't know if he is or not. Yeah, we do. No. At the end of Endgame, he was. Well, we don't know if why, he still why, where, is. Where would he go? Is he, at the, is he on the moon with Steve? Come on now. He could be a lot of places. So we go to a hotel sometime in the past. Um, the Winter Soldier appears, kills a bunch of people, um, and then kills some other people. And then we cut to Bucky in therapy. Um, Bucky lies to his therapist a bunch, says that he isn't dreaming. She doesn't buy it. Um, therapy is a condition of Bucky's pardon. Why do you think he was pardoned? Just because he fought? Um, I think probably because of, of the stuff that came out about Hydra. And that and that they kind of... they. I guess what they would have had to have done is ruled that, that what he did wasn't him. Right? And so that whole kind of thing where I, you didn't really do this. You were being controlled. You're 142 years old. So we're going to pardon you? Yeah, maybe. Still and maybe. Bu- Bucky has a list of people he's supposed to make amends with, which we can juxtapose with the list that Cap has of music he has to listen to. Um, the therapist uh, tells Bucky that he needs to nurture friendships. No, oh, and you've been ignoring the texts from Sam. Which is kind of mean. I've had a lot of listen to or talk to a lot of people on um, Discord that are really upset by the way that the therapist treated Bucky. A little harsh. Um, and Bucky, Bucky has gone through a lot though. That start when you start yelling at your clients. Oh, the notebook. That's great. All right. Give me a break. I'm trying. Okay. This isn't, this is new for me. I didn't have a moment to deal with anything. You know, I had a little calm in Wakanda. And other than that, I just went from one fight to another for 90 years. Do you think that the calm he was referring to was the blip? Or do you think it was when he was like there shirking his not not really shirking because because in Wakanda he was in hiding, right? Yeah. Um they so, put him there, so he's still kind of he wasn't free in Wakanda until the blip. Yeah, so for some portion he was like under he was like in some cryotube. I also think right. he was like being watched and guarded while he was in Wakanda. Um, exactly. So I think then that's when he grew his hair out, you know, and just kind of like started working the land, had his own tiny little Hagrid hut out there. So I think that's probably the piece he's talking about. He was just out there doing his own thing. No one was bugging him. He didn't have to kill anybody. He didn't have to fight anybody. He wasn't being blamed for anything. So I think that was the, the piece that he had. And because if, if Peter is anything to go by, like the blip just happened in a split second for them. So there wasn't really rest there. But um, the therapist tells him something interesting. You're free. To do what? And I've been listening to a couple people talk about this um, in regards to Steve and to Bucky. Like Steve never really had a place after he came back. He survived under ice, came to a time where he was thrown into a war, thrown into a bunch of battles, never really, like, that's all he knew was fighting and surviving from one fight to the next, much, very much like Bucky. And at the end, um, I think it's in Age of Ultron, Tony and Steve are fighting, and that's when Steve rips that log in half, and Tony's, like, saying, hey, isn't this the point that we can stop fighting 
so that people so we don't have to do this anymore and that's when tony was talking about making ultron and it was just something like i don't think steve could have survived in a world where there wasn't fighting like he was a soldier he had to continue to fight because that's all he knew that's all he had and just like bucky's like oh you're free and he's like to do what like what do you do after that and maybe this is something we need to talk to a soldier that's come back and be like you know what what do you do after this how you know can you just go to playing backgammon or go work somewhere after everything that you've done after everything that you've seen um so i think this is one of those things where it's just bucky is 105 years old he's at a place that he doesn't belong in and what do you do what do you do with that I think it's important also to to make the to know that he and that Sam is at least still reaching out, right? Yeah. So that's that's something that we at least learn from that. So I think that's going to come into play, obviously later because of the show title. But but Sam is or Bucky at this point is ducking Sam. So yeah. So then we cut over to Brooklyn and Bucky goes to lunch with a man named Yori. Um, Bucky gets a date with the waitress. Um, he hasn't dated much, and Yori starts to remember his son that was killed a while ago. He was working abroad, and he was killed. The police said, wrong place, wrong time, but I will never know what really happened to him. And we know that this was the civilian that Bucky killed when he was at the hotel. And when he was the winter soldier, right? When so. he was at the winter soldier. So this is something that if you picked up on it early, I, I think you should have, I think it was telegraphed pretty early that, Hey, that's the person. Um, but yeah, so Bucky is trying to make amends and he's trying to figure out how to do that. All right. So let's cut all the way to Delacroix and where Sam goes home to see his sister. And this is one of those things that I have an old truck. So I'm not saying that if you have an old truck, you're poor, but Sam pulls up in a really old truck. That's kind of beat up. It's kind of dusty. And it's just kind of, I think it's telegraphing that Sam just doesn't have a lot of money and it's still just trying to figure out like why he doesn't have a lot of money. And like you said, it's kind of pushing this narrative that he's just kind of strapped for cash. Um, His sister wants to sell the family boat. Sam does not want to sell the family boat. And I got this funny little clip from Sarah Wilson um, talking about um, Sam fighting. We did. And then you were off fighting Dr. Space Cape or whatever while I was holding it together for five long years. She calls Thano Dr. Space Cape for some reason. I don't you, didn't have a, you didn't have a cape, though. No, I, and, and that's why I picked this out. I'm, I'm wondering, like, who she's referring to. And as, as I picked this out, it just got me thinking, like, most of the people have no idea what happened. Most of the people have no idea Thanos showed up. All of a sudden, there was a blip. People were disappearing. I mean, if you can imagine anyone, like, in New Mexico when they're, like, fighting over in New York and then people just start disappearing and they're like, what is going on? I guess maybe if they got reports from New York that there was a battle happening, they would have picked up on it. But then people just you disappear. Would, you would think that that would be televised, right? Um, you, you would you think, think that there yeah. would have been a crew there. But if you're if you're like me who doesn't watch the news, you're just like, what's going on? But I guess there's Twitter. You would know from Twitter. So yeah. you would know. But again, you wouldn't know if the person has a cape or not because I don't think Thanos would ever have been like recorded. Thanos came down, right. snapped. Well, they were in Wakanda. So but, people wouldn't know. But, they but, wouldn't have known because they're in Wakanda and there's no cell phones in Wakanda. But but then she says fighting Dr. Space Cape. So that's that's got to be a Dr. Strange reference, right? You would think so. We did. And then you were off fighting Dr. Space Cape or whatever while I was holding it together for five long years. It would just be interesting to think of like what, yeah, what would be happening where people would be like, what is going on here? 
So, so do you think Sam didn't tell her that she that he blipped? No, she knows she because said, you, no, she said you were gone for five years. Yeah, she she the 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 verbiage says that you were off fighting for five years. No, because she Not knows you that. were off fighting and then left. Because that's they, interesting. They mentioned that, again, Sam. They mentioned that he blipped um, when they were talking to the banker. We did. Okay. And then you were off fighting Dr. Space Cape or whatever while I was holding it together for five long years. Yeah, while she was holding it together okay, for while five while she long. was holding yeah. it together. Right. Gotcha. Okay. So then Sam says something I think we have all said to ourselves. We can take a loan and consolidate everything. It'll take down your monthly. Because that is what we all... Because <laughs> that's, that's what it does, right? Right. Because it takes down your monthly. Because that's no. something we... People, it doesn't. It doesn't? It doesn't. Are you speaking from experience? Have you, have you been speaking, Sam before? I'm speaking from, from everybody who's ever tried to do anything with a bank. Don't do it. Right? Banks, Just don't do it. Banks are a racket. Bur to the ra bury your money in the backyard, but don't tell anybody. Just buy some don't do it. Buy some cryptocurrency. To the rescue, Don't huh? do that either. Always. Well, let's get some dinner. <laughs> so, so Sam um, is going to convince Sarah to not sell the boat, and he's pretty convincing. Like uh, Anthony Mackie is do is a does a very good job of being a convincing person, but uh, <laughs> um, he delivers this end of the line really strange, and I had to capture it out. Get some dinner. He wants to get some. Just get some dinner. He has to get some dinner. Get some dinner. Get some dinner. I'm hungry. Get some dinner. I'm hungry. He wants to get some, get some dinner. dinner. Yeah, so he wants to go get some dinner. All right, let's cut back to, man, this is a long episode. Mike, this is the most clips I have captured for any of the deep dives we have done so far. So Bucky Date so. Time. It is Bucky Date Time. So they do some idle chit-chat about Bucky's gloves, how old, he's it, how old he is, and dating on the internet. And then the date's name is Leah. She pulls out a board game um, she keeps for boring shifts. So says this, maybe she thought the date was going really badly. Let's play a game. Yeah. You like games? Love them. Keep a couple games around for boring shifts. We'll grab a couple beers. Is she saying the date's really boring or it's not going well? Um, how come she doesn't know that that's the Winter Soldier? I don't think anyone has. Okay, so we had pictures in Civil War of Bucky Barnes, half masked. It has been five years. His hair is short. He's got a little stubble. He's not wearing the weird mask. He doesn't look angry and emo. So I'm gonna go ahead and say if. Uh, All right, uh, I'll, 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 I'll say this. Okay, so at one time we were at Disneyland, where the uh, the the lead singer of Imagine Dragons was also at Disneyland. If really, if, yeah. If you cross <laughs> if you cross by him, do you think you would be able to be like, hey, that's a guy from Imagine Dragons? I'm going to have to go ahead and say that I did see him. I didn't tell you because I knew you would fanboy out. Uh-huh. Sure. I'm sure. Um, hey, look, there's another white guy over there. <laughs> That's definitely him. So it's very possible that she just didn't recognize him. Huh. Interesting. I, I think she's okay with the date. I think, um, although... Yeah, I think she's okay with the date. I don't think that there's anything going on there. And you know, but then they play Battleship because because of all the games you can keep behind the desk. Like a stack of Uno cards is isn't as easy to put behind a bar as 
Battleship? No, you don't want to play Uno because you have to keep your hands occupied as a waitress. You got to be back and forth. Battleship, classic two-player game. Um, they take shots uh, every okay. time they miss, so they're going to get severely hammered because you miss all the time in Battleship. So Leah yep. talks about how sweet it is that he's hanging out with Yori. I think it's really sweet you're spending time with Yori. It's been hard for him since his son died. I think not knowing how it happened is the hardest part for him. It really messed him up. Yeah, so... So so this, this line of dialogue makes me think that it's a lot um, more recent than really what the timeline would be, right? Because there's at least five years involved. Mm, um, well, it depends. It could have been one of the well, no, because, later because missions. Bucky blipped, right? Bucky blipped. There were there were fi- at least five years involved. Even even if it, he was Bucky's last mission, he stopped being the Winter Soldier. He stopped being the Winter Soldier in um, in um, Winter Soldier. I mean, Yori's Yori's right? pretty old, so it could have been. It could have happened like twenty years ago. It could have, but but the clothing that that the son was wearing, um, would would make you think that it was a lot sooner than what no, it was. I mean, it, it looked so, like so clothing we timeline, were wearing. I think the, the timeline here is a little bit wonky. Eh, it could have been clothing we were wearing in the '90s or the '80s. So, um, Bucky pieces out because he's really weighing heavy on him the things that he did because he's still trying to make amends. So he takes off and he goes to talk to Yori. And Yori's like, what are you doing here? How's the date? And he's like, uh, I owed you money. He just couldn't. Bucky just couldn't handle it. He's struggling with some things. He's trying to figure some things out. All right. So let's cut back to Sam and Sarah getting ready to go to the bank. Sam is being 100% having ideas of saving the business, renovating the kitchen. Sarah seems to have some hope or she's just kind of riding the energy wave that Sam is bringing, which would be, you know, he's all about it. And um, Sam apparently spoke with dad after the blip let's see i have a i have a thing here we gotta go wait the appointment's an hour there's no such thing as on time you're either early or late pick one now this is a our dad thing where you are early to everything and you are never late because if you're late um you'll be cursed and your family will you know and your family will be cursed. This is cursed. Curse. That is cursed. Yeah. Weird dad things. All right. So cut over to Switzerland. Taurus is playing Evil Group Go. That's a play on Pokemon is that, Go. Is that, is that what you've done now? Yeah. Poke- yeah. No, it's got to be It's got to be Smashing Fences Go. Smashing Flags. <laughs> smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins Go. Sma- Flag Smashers. Flag Smashers Go. Rusted, thanks for hanging out, man. We will catch you later. Um, we appreciate you always hanging out with us and hearing us ramble about dumb things. All right. So lots of people have this app. Apparently, um, you might think it's weird that it's an app that you can download, but I tried buying some crypto earlier and it's pretty difficult to do that on an iPhone. So you probably have to go through a lot of channels in order to find this thing order to download it. So like, I could believe it, whatever it's hand wavy. I phones are just going to be the magic thing that can solve everything. So masks with the red hand are handed out to a large group of people and the app tells everyone to run. And then just as that message gets sent out, a large Two large bags break through the glass of a nearby building. Tor sees someone jump out of the window, land on their three, land on their feet. It's not even a three-point landing, which I was expecting. Two-point landing. <laughs> so that's pretty impressive. And security was like, hey, they got the money. And then there's a big old jumble. Um, Torres gets his butt kicked because he tries to arrest someone. He doesn't really know how um, jurisdiction works. So <laughs> Or laws or 
stopping someone works. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, what up? But then he gets kicked, and then like this enhanced person kind of takes Taurus down um, pretty handily, but luckily he was able to record it. All right, so we cut from there. We go back to the bank, which is the main villain of this episode, and Sarah <laughs> and Sam are trying to get a bank loan, and they fail, despite Sam being a hero and their family doing business for the bank for years. You know what I've always wondered? How do you guys make a living? You mean those guys or the guys sitting in front of you trying to get a loan? So I hate banks. I hate going to banks. I, if you are a banker, I have no ill will against you. It's just not a fun experience. There's it's tough going to banks to find loans because loans are predatory. I hate them and all that stuff about loans, right? It's just, I don't like it. Is there some kind of fun for heroes or did Stark pay you when he was around? My condolences, by the way. Uh, thank you, but no, it doesn't really work like that. There's a tremendous amount of goodwill and because of that, People are inclined to help. So Sam has apparently they've been getting money from people that have just been donating to the heroes that have, you know, saved humanity and brought billions of people back all the way across the universe. So that's kind of how they've been making money. But Sam is still kind of str- I, I would wonder. I wonder if Sam's like he does have money, but he like feels bad spending it on things like, oh, these people gave me money because I saved their family. Do I really want to spend this money on a new pair of shoes? Do I really want to buy a Ferrari? <laughs> right. I don't. If that's the case, it's definitely so. This this episode is definitely going down a very specific line, right? Very specific road. Sam doesn't have money. Superheroes don't have money. Pe- they don't have a need for it. People banks are gonna be stingy because family is falling under hard times. Manufacture tension. Um, don't sell the boat, do sell the boat. Ultimately, who's going to sell the boat? The boat doesn't work to begin with, right? Sam is is seen on the boat trying to get it to start, and it doesn't start. Um, so, I, again, I, I don't know if this is the best choice, but it's the one that they're going with. Um, it does raise some interesting points, right? The banker has some interesting interactions with Sam, wants to take a selfie when he realizes who he is. Sam is is banking, no pun intended, on his notoriety to get a loan to help everything work out. And then it doesn't. And I think that might be a kind of letdown for Sam, right? So he and and maybe and maybe it kind of goes back to the whole passing of the shield. Sam thinks it's gonna work out, but ultimately it doesn't. So maybe maybe he's got some some underlying misgivings about becoming captain america so so maybe that's kind of how it's all tied in that sam is just unsure of himself do you think if it was if steve rogers was sitting there asking for a loan would he have gotten the loan financials the same uh financials the same uh, the answer would be no right because because if he was had been gone for five years well, because that's the other thing that they bring up is that Sam was gone for five years, had no financial history, recent financial history to be a good loan acceptor. I don't know what the lendee to be a good lendee. Um, Captain wasn't gone. Cap was. So Captain, he didn't blip out. You're right. He didn't. He was watching, so I, so I don't know he was if watching the Hudson. Now, so so since both since both he and Bucky did, if you were to put Bucky in the chair, I don't think Bucky gets it either. Yeah, because um, Bucky was gone for five years. 
So Sam and Sarah are not approved. Um, they argue Sam doesn't want to give up the family legacy. I'm the one who kept that boat from sinking. Yeah, well, half the boat's mine, and so is the house. We're not selling our family's legacy. You gonna do me like that when you know I'm right? Yep. I wonder if we, we've talked about Bucky just kind of not being able to let go of his past mm -hmm. and the things that he's done. And Sam is kind of very similar, like unable to let go of the family business, the thing that he was raised around. Um, he left to join the military. Maybe there's some undertones of him not wanting to be there. Um, but it's kind of interesting that maybe we just kind of have a story that people being we're, we're unable to let go of our past and we kind of need to move forward. We need to start living in the present and getting over the things that happened to us. And, you know, I think of like our family legacy and it's like, you know, I guess that bag of potato chips in the corner. Yeah, I guess that's pretty easy to let go. So anyway, Sam and Taurus wonder. So Sam goes back to the boat. He talks with Taurus. Taurus is like, yo, call me ASAP. Hashtag important. And I'm like, On a secure line because people can just secure secure lines. I don't, anyway, I don't know why you need to put hashtag important in a text message. It's not like you're going to have to like link that to anything. <laughs> Because we're hip and cool now, and that's how the that's how the kiddos speak. It reminds me of the Jimmy. I guess Taurus is a kid, man. Taurus is younger than us. So if you look yeah. at uh, the Jimmy Fallon, Justin Timberlake thing, where they do the hashtag thing, it's probably a lot like that. So Sam and Taurus wonder if the person could be enhanced. Anything else happen outside the video? Nah, man. My my face was in the dirt before I knew what was happening. Why? What are you thinking? Nothing. Wait, you don't think you could be a? Look, I'll circle back to you. Let's keep this between me and you, okay? All right. I always laugh in the shows where they just they don't want to say the thing. Like, why not just say the thing? Do you think he's like a superhero? Say the thing. I like, think he's a superhero. Yeah. Well, do you think they were gonna? Th oh, is it the Winter Soldier? Are they enhanced? Is it a mutant? Is uh is um Reed Richards? So I've over actually there? I've actually got a little bit of kind of um um hesitation around Torres. I think maybe he could end up turning double agent. So I think maybe Sam is being guarded for good reason. Yeah. So that's kind of that's kind of one of the vibes that I got. So, so so maybe that's what's going on. So after that, Sarah comes in and she's like, "Sam, turn on the TV." So, on behalf of the Department of Defense and our Commander in Chief, it is with great honor that we announce here today that the United States of America has a new hero. Join me in welcoming your new Captain America. All right. So kind of the thing that we knew was going to happen was going to happen. Like Sam gives yep. up the shield and immediately the government's like, we need a new symbol, whether we need to sell war bonds or we need to make movies. We need a new Captain America. So at this point, like, is Sam allowed to be upset about this? Um, I think I think when he turned in the shield, there was some of that goodwill, good faith kind of thing that that yeah, the shield's gonna be in the Smithsonian. We need to honor Captain America, right? Um, so I think I think he does have some right to be upset, but but dude, some of this falls on you too, right? This like you had you had to have seen this coming from sleazy senator, right? And and I think maybe. The MCU is really running that trope into the ground. But there's so many senator of them. is sleazy, right? Yeah. What? But but there's so many senators, so. They're, I'm just saying. 
No, no, I, I agree. It's the same thing where we talk about like, you know, bad directors, like bad senators. It's like, I think you could probably tell um, it at the end of the season, we'll be able to see if like, could you have told this story, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier without this weird stuff? I mean, was this just like introductions to where these guys are? And now we're not really going to hear about it because I imagine like, all right, you just go steal the shield back. I mean, this guy, um, I think in that. So in the comics, he's just called like U.S. Agent. I should have pulled out the card because I have his card from like 1993 um, that has information nice. about him. But it's like, I guess you just go take it back. He's not a super powered person. It's like, hey, that's my shield, dude. And like, I'm Sam Wilson. Like Steve gave that to me. I don't, you know, generally when you give something to the Smithsonian, you're donating it, right? Or you're just loaning it yeah. to him. I imagine there's like a lot of collectors that have their items in the Smithsonian. But I guess if they're like but they're still theirs, right? The, right. But the I guess Smithsonian doesn't like give away. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the things I've seen in the Smithsonian. Um, they like don't give the, those things away just to random people because hey, we need a symbol, that, right? It, so again, just just manufactured because because spoiler alert, Sam is going to have a shield by the end of the series, right? So or by that, episode that, two. That shouldn't even be a spoiler. We should know that that's happening. Sam's going to go through this process. He's going to get the shield. And and in order for him to do that, the shield had to be given away, right? So. Yeah, and I was thinking, I had a thought, and then I yawned, and then it, like, left with my yawn. What was my nice. thought? It was, a, it was an interesting thought, too. It was important. I guess if you were to follow, like, who owns the shield, like, Cap owned it. It was given from Tony's dad to Cap. At that point, the government probably owned it. But then, I don't know. But then Tony, Tony took it back in Civil War, but then in Endgame, gave it, gives back. it back to him when he quote-unquote buries the hatchet. And then so Cap it is gives Sam's it to Sam. To give, or I'm sorry. It's Steve's to give, and Steve gave it to Sam, and then Sam donated it, and now Captain Chin has it. Yeah, I agree. It should be, it is the rightful possession of Sam Wilson, the Falcon. All right, cool. Everyone, that has been, oh, I guess we should talk about some predictions. Oh, one other thought that I had. This would be really easy. Um, I don't know if you've, you probably haven't watched The Boys, but The Boys is an Amazon TV series based off some comics with some superheroes where all the super, superheroes are just terrible people. But they kind of go down the route of like, superheroes would have media teams they would have sponsorships and that's how they would make their money right like sam wilson should have a sponsorship with oakley where he gets paid to where oakley's <laughs> around and that's just kind of like the natural progression that would happen in our day and age like there would be an avengers podcast where the people podcast and blue chew pays them a bunch of money <laughs> to yeah they and they would have a bunch of commercials for boner pills and stuff like that um and that's how that they would make more of their money they would have like hey drive this jeep around and you get you know like that's what would happen in the real world if like an avenger was driving around and everyone knew who that avenger was they get all kinds of sponsorship deals so it's just kind of weird that they're making Sam poor or just not have a lot of money. Hopefully, hopefully they can save the farm. Anyway, Mike, do you have predictions for episode two? Um, no, nothing. I didn't I didn't see enough hooks to let me know what was going on. Even in episode two, we're gonna get more Bucky going through his through his kind of redemption arc. We're gonna get more of Sam trying to save the farm. We're definitely gonna get more on the uh on Captain Chin. And and more of the uh, of the red face guys. So I mean, 
my I, I my prediction is Sam gets the shield back in episode two. No, nah, that's too early. No, nah, this is only a six. This is only a six episode. Six series, episodes. Yes. We still haven't heard from Agent Twenty Three. We still haven't heard from the Big Bad that we know is going to be in the show. Like, there's only six episodes. They got to move fast. No, we haven't. I mean, we know that the Big Bad, who the Big Bad is, just from like press releases and stuff that we knew about a long time ago, and he hasn't shown up yet. So, oh, do we? I guess I don't know who it is. All right. Well, we will find out later. Everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us. This has been episode 165 of the Freelancer Codex Podcast, where we are doing deep dives into Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Until next time, you know what we should do? Hold on, let me find it. Um, I'm going to push a button here. Um, this is what we should do, Mike. You know what we should do? Get some dinner. Let's go get some dinner. Get some dinner. Get some dinner. All right, we'll see you all later. You like that one too much. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. Entry.